This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Apparently, <laughs> if you state facts in this day and age and you don't say sorry first, that makes you a dick. Like, your truck has four tires on it, but they're shittier than the perfect, awesome, wicked tires. That makes me a dick, just for stating a fact that you have shitty tires. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mines they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. He'll say to me, are you a pro? Not really, I just have a website. Then he goes, is it a pro website? <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're like, holy fuck, we're both over here, man. We both can't be over here, man. Scotty. My guy's staring him right in the face. I'm like, I'm only here for the buys. He's like, so you only want the buys. I'm like, once again, I am only here for the buys. <laughs> and Jeremy. As the 18th fourth member, I promise the listeners that I will get that man to talk more. <laughs> that is my commitment to you. And now, the 18th. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 142 of the A-Team Podcast. Mr. Scotty Mack here, joined by uh, our regular co-host, KYT. Woo! <laughs> What's up? Oh, God. Uh, we are also joined, of course, by the new guy, Jeremy. Woo! That wasn't as exciting as KYT's, but I just wanted to get involved with the energy. It was just awesome. I can I can dig it. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that uh, are are that this is all we have so far tonight. Jay, uh, we're not sure where he is. We think that he's stuck on Alderaan, um, but I'm not sure. He said he was vacationing there. I don't know what's going on. So he may show up. He may show up late. Who knows? Uh, he may just be stuck in a Star Wars game and can't get out. So good news. No more Star Wars. <laughs> Except we've already just talked about it now. That's fine. We didn't talk about the game. We're talking about Star Wars in general. In general, okay. In that's general. So I just got the game. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So Magic. Um, been playing uh, some lately. It's been pretty good. We've got. Uh, it, it feels like Christmas Eve. You know, because we've got the Man of Deprived Super Series in like yes. a sleep and a half. So jealous. It's gonna be very, pretty good. Very we'll, jealous. We'll, we'll make we'll make our way uh, out west eventually, Jeremy. Well, it's funny because this is actually going to be almost like a mini GP. Okay. Like, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Actually, you'll probably have about the same numbers as GP Calgary. I mean, we may. I I mean, between the legacy <laughs> event and everything else, I wouldn't be you know completely surprised. But um, like I'm hearing numbers that are potentially very scary the crew that's coming down from montreal is going to be insane i cannot literally wait to see all of you i'm so excited um and then of course the the regular crowds here from toronto are just going off so you know if it's going to be that busy then absolutely i had to put together a karaoke night you know so that's going to happen oh yeah is so it's like a mini party yeah yeah so we're going to have like a mini gp and a mini party you guys are the worst i know 
<laughs> well, what do you do? I think I mean, it might be really big, just because um, Kelly obviously organized the biggest PTQ ever in North America, mm-hmm. and uh, all signs are pointing the, with him being head judge to this being where a success. Is, where is this being held, like in relation to the airport? Uh, it's being held sort of in the center of downtown, whereas the airport is sort of like on nowhere the, near the center of downtown. Nowhere near the center of downtown. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's being it's at the uh, Primrose. The Primrose Best Western. Okay. Yeah, and like, just shy of three blocks away will be karaoke party at the Fox and the Fiddle in the village. And it's a UFC night, so there will also be UFC to watch. I am actually going to call tomorrow and make a reservation. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Oh, um, oh, what's this? No, can't. <laughs> can't make it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally looking at flights right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be pretty sick. I'm pretty excited. Apparently, there's a last minute to Calgary for this weekend for 400 bucks. So I don't know if it works the other way, but no, no, it is like literally like a thousand dollars for me to fly. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's 5k in prizes, Jeremy, and I don't know how you feel about your chances, but we've got such all stars coming as like you know GP Calgary champion, Pro Tour Abyssin Restore champion Alexander Hain. You know, is gonna be there. And, and then the uh, best player in Canada, John Stern. <laughs> I'm pretty sure John Stern will be there. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. actually not sure. He hasn't told me himself, but uh, it's just crazy. I didn't expect. We didn't advertise super hard in terms of uh, getting U.S. people, but Spruik is like coming up. Yep. Um, that's. I mean, when he told me that, I'm like, wow. Like, I didn't. So maybe there might be more people uh, from the U.S. or that are willing to make the drive up for this. So yeah. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll just watch it on coverage. Like I'm really excited to watch the the live coverage you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> the live coverage? You mean you'd be like sitting there refreshing the page all the time? It's like come on, no, Scotty. no, the come Twitch on, stream. No Twitch stream. What? No Twitch stream. Oh, you guys are terrible. Yeah, yeah, I know, pretty bad. Oh my goodness. Periodic in charge of this like periodic YouTube sites. updates. Periodic YouTube updates with deck techs will be happening. But uh, aside from that. Um, you're just gonna have to rely on the text coverage. Yeah, yeah. Suck it, Jeremy. I, mean, I don't know why I'm saying this, but um, yeah. Whatever happened to the GP Calgary videos? I don't. I they're, wasn't responsible for any of that. They're around. They're some of them are around. Apparently, there's a bounty for my islands in the stream video. You know what? Yeah. Like that's the crazy thing is that like I don't have a video of it, but I also can't stop seeing it. <laughs> yeah for those of you that weren't there i did indeed actually perform islands in the stream the duet by kenny rogers and dolly parton and i did both halves of it oh fuck that's that's sick yeah it was kind of like this like weird half mastectomy thing going yeah on. it was like yeah, it, was, it was pretty cool it's it's actually funny i can't take all credit because like when i was growing up watching karaoke there was a, a host that used to do it very regularly and he was extremely good at it and uh and so it's just you know one of those shticks that you pick up and it's uh it's just hilarious so yeah it's good times good times i actually am pretty proud of myself i have been uh i've been in the lab with a pen and a pad trying to get this damn label off and um i've been trying to come up with a uh a pretty sweet karaoke track to run at uh, the event this weekend so we'll see don't worry, fans. We're not going to talk about Star Wars. We're talking about karaoke. Karaoke. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, so I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. It's gonna be good. I don't get to play in the event, so it's not like I get to talk about all this fucking cool shit. I gotta like kill myself like a slave bitch all weekend. So I am at least gonna enjoy myself at the party. That's good. Yeah. And go to the party because the parties are always nuts and Yeah. Well it's interesting because like the parties don't happen unless I'm there. Like they're my party. They're his parties. I'm, I'm gonna have to agree. <laughs> so, so it's gonna be pretty sweet. But, uh, but yeah. So, so KYT's obviously uh, it's his tournament. He's gonna try to come and smash it. Um, you have opted to have you. You haven't solidified your deck choice, but there is a deck in particular that you have been trying to secretly champion for the last two weeks. Right, right. Um, Spill the goods. Let us have what? it. Yeah, yeah, I've spilled, like, people who follow me on Twitter sort of, sort of have a good idea, or people who stalk me have a great idea of uh, what I have been uh, playing. I mean, I'm very open to, I've been telling Scott and Justin Richardson that I really don't want to play, like, I've tested a lot of games with Jun and Green Black, and the thing I hate about those decks is that you sort of don't know exactly how the game is going to play out in the next few turns because you, you actually need, sometimes you keep a two lander, like, like on Scott's stream, we'll talk about it more later when he keeps like two swamps and five spells. And it's like, he really needs to get like running swamps to really make a plan. And, and it, you know, if that's your plan, it's kind of iffy. And, and with John, you sometimes are forced to keep a decent opening hand that just isn't that great. Uh, based on what your opponent's playing. Like, you're playing against Blue, White, Red, and you kept, you know, Tragic Slip, Mizium Mortars, and, like, Huntmaster or something, and, and a few lands. So I do want to play a deck with a dedicated aggro plan, and it's the reason why I like Boggle. And Boggle was really focused, so focused that, you know, I read Duke, for example, shaved all the Path to Exiles. I went down to two to have some sort of game against Splinter Twin, but, like, all your cards, your opening hand is just, like, one game plan, and so Black Red Zombies is the deck that I've been playing, um, courtesy of Brian Gottlieb, who is infamously known for creating the Niv Magus deck that Jeremy and Brad Nelson scrubbed out with at the Pro Tour. Jerry but... T, not me. I, I played eggs. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also, he also was one of the first, I think he might be the first, to put decent results with Junk Rights. He actually yeah. top-aided uh, Junk Rights at a TCG 5K, one of the first, with, with him and his friend Joel playing his 75. So he's someone I definitely respect. And he showed me a Black Red Zombies list that he's been having a lot of success with. And I, you know you know me, Scott knows me. I, I just like, if I can build it on Moto, I'll, I'll grind with it. And next thing I know, I won over 100 uh, rating points with it, which means I won most of my games. I, I, I rose up to close to 1850 constructed, which I've never been. And so I've been wrecking a lot of face with this deck. So it you also played uh, that deck against me on stream. Right, right. Um, and so it looked fine. I mean, I was playing Green Black Rock. I played Green Black Rock with uh, Glenn Malcolm on my stream this week. Uh, Glenn, of course, as mentioned, uh, when post-GP Calgary, was the mastermind behind uh, Lucas Seau's deck at, uh, at the GP Calgary. And basically is almost ubiquitously known as the best player in Canada never to win a PTQ. Yeah, 
Um, Jeremy might have some people in out west that he might want to nominate. Uh, it's, it's a PQQ. What? Like, <laughs> we win all the Moto PTQs. We don't well, really wait. care too much about. Have, have you won one? Uh, you know what? I I have gone to the Pro Tour, but I have never not oh never top aided a PTQ. Oh, so so you're on that list somewhere. <laughs> uh, I I don't think so. No, there are, there are better players who. <laughs> so can we say best player without a Pro Tour appearance? I would. I would definitely. Say he hasn't he's... been to the pro tour. No. Oh, well, he's, he's yeah. I definitely think he's 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 the best. Yeah. So well, I, you know, it goes to a point where I know of him being out west yeah. when I have no reason to know of him. So that's you know a good sign, you know, with the country <laughs> big stars. So. True. Uh, Glenn McElwain, welcome to the show, Jay. Oh, I never heard of him. Yeah, he was on my stream <laughs> this week. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So uh, we played uh, we played Green Black Rock. Which is the like mono black splash green like the mutilate deck with thrag tusks and Dralf's messengers and such. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And it was all right. Like we three won the daily. Um, it was okay. Uh, I found that the deck basically like can mulligan itself into oblivion almost all the time. Like despite the fact that it's almost a mono black deck, the <laughs> mana is terrible. Perfect. Um, but I mean, there's really not too much I don't think that you can do about it when you're looking to play like. You know, Charles Messenger and Abrupt Decay. But anyways, so it was uh so when we when we were playing against the Red Black Zombies deck that uh, KYT was rocking, um, it felt like we were just always gonna be slow. Like the Zombies deck came out very very quickly as it's apt to do. But like if we had a hand that involved like Thrag Tusk and some reasonable quantity of removal, that we were able to not just get fuckered on because of our mana. And I feel like I was, we were probably going to be pretty far ahead. Like, if we had seen a Mutilate in any of the games against you, it would have been pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, Dralf's Messenger. That's a card, still. People yeah. People have put down their Pillar in Flame, uh, Pillar of Flames a little, and uh card is some good because of that. Hmm. And that's the biggest incentive to play my deck. It's, uh, if people are moving away from Pillars, then I'm basically playing the deck that best capitalizes on that because I'm playing Gravecrawler and Messenger. Yeah, and yeah. so those those excel in a format without without pillars and just like straight removal. And you know, I think that's why I've been having so much success with it. And it's it's just aggressive. It's it plays Aristocrat, which I still think is one of the best cards in the format. Which Aristocrat? Uh, Falconrath. Yeah. Um, and and the zombies deck, like people think that like it, you know, it was bad. Like what, you know, why would I play it now when it's always been bad? But the thing is, like like I talked about the the pillar moving away from pillar and mutavolt added a lot to the deck. Where now you can actually, there's been multiple instances where I just have a mutavolt and I've brought back like three grave crawlers from yeah. the from the graveyard. Yeah, um, no, that helps a huge uh, huge deal. Right, and I'm, I'm playing the full play set. Of Lifebane Zombie, so another huge addition to the Zombies deck, and th- like just these Is new it? additions, yeah, because it's a zombie himself, and so I mean um, it's a huge addition. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is a huge right. addition, <laughs> and that's why I think I've been, um, 
having that much success with the deck. Obviously, to to people like Alex and Justin, it looks like a piece of shit, but <laughs> I, I've been pretty happy with it overall. Hmm. Yeah, I felt that um, Lifebane Zombie is pretty good for that deck, right? Because, I mean, it, it allows you to have that extra little disruption, and it's like mm-hmm. the preemptive, almost like the aggressive removal spell. You know, mm-hmm. like the proactive removal instead of... Um, instead of reactive removal, and I felt like that was a really big bonus for you. Right. I mean, Thrag, you saw like a lot of key, I, I think maybe, we didn't play that many games, we played just a match, I think, but yeah. all times against decks like you, like the key spell to get is really Thragtus and just kill you uh, because Thragtus was just going to give you that extra one, two turns to like stabilize, and just like w- getting that out of your hand, and, and it, even if Kibler's deck shaved a lot of, like, big green creatures uh, to, to shield itself from, from Lifebane. I mean, I've gotten Rampager enough to know that it's still quite the all-star. Uh, it can be quite the all-star uh, in, in some situations against green-red aggro. So, very, very pleased with that card and, and the deck as a whole. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so all in all, I mean, we, you just played some, a bunch on your stream, and you had... Uh... Basically, everybody and their mother telling you that you're an idiot and then you need to play something else? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is not the first time that, that this has happened, and I'm, I can't remember. What's the last bad deck I've ever actually played? Like, ended Boggle. up playing? No. Like, Boggle wasn't bad. <laughs> so, try, I'm actually trying really hard to think, like, the last time I played a deck that wasn't, like, well, Boggle wasn't mainstream, but it certainly wasn't. Uh, terrible. At least people don't consider it terrible now. Um, but this might be the first one in a long time. <laughs> well, why are you playing it? Because you have a good matchup right now, right? right and I'm, win- like I'm winning. Good against the field, and you're, you're winning with it. I'm winning online. Um, I played like three matches with, with Justin last night. He's playing blue-white-red, which should be one of the worst matchups, like blue-white-red with Pillar of Flame, and we were able to basically split the games. So, I mean, I, I feel good about it, and maybe it's maybe I'm trying to be a smitty here, and, and I want to play Blood Artist, but uh, actually, it's, it's not one of the best cards in the deck at all, but uh, I just want to beat face. I think that's the main thing. I just want, like, I'd play Kibler's deck over Jun. I just want to deal 20 damage to my opponent as fast as possible. That's basically what I want to be doing, not just sitting around hoping I hit the fourth land drop for Master and hoping I hit the fifth one for Thragtus before I die. So that's basically the type of deck that I want to be go aiming forward. Or just playing blue, uh, blue, white, red flash, but like picking it up now would be a terrible mistake. So yeah, yeah so just 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 win with what you've got because like it sounds like you got a good reason to be playing it. So just go play it now, right? Right. And the key thing, uh, the reason I did well with Boggle is because I made the sideboard. I knew how um, to sideboard with all these games that I've played through it. And, and, you know, I'm trying to log as many games as possible with Zombies. And uh, definitely got a lot of input from Scott, Alex, and and Justin uh, in regards to my sideboard. So that that just helps even more heading into Saturday. And I'm looking forward to being the bounty player and you know if I have to give away two boxes of M14 so be it. I'll be I'll be happy to make someone's day, you know. If you don't have to give them away, do you get to keep them? I, I yeah. I do. Yeah, I think I might I I still I'll try to see if I can think of a way, a cool way to to give 
stuff away if I do end up keeping them. So we'll see. So uh, let me just say that I'm more than a little flattered that you are holding my advice in at least the same (laughs) spectrum of light as Justin and Alex Hain. I'm okay with that. That's good. I'll take it. I've always been a good listener. Yeah, that's a, that's one thing. That's good. And uh but that's that's what I've been bashing and you know I might I might stay up late and play it daily or, or an eight man just to reconfirm my choice. But uh yeah, I, I mean last weekend I played Jund and one like successfully one two dropped. So <laughs> the deck hates you. Hoping not to repeat that again. Yeah. Well, if you uh, totally shit out, there's still that legacy tournament. Yeah, there's a legacy tournament. Foil Jace on the line, regardless of attendance, which I think it's pretty bold of uh, of uh, Harry T's and and face to face games to to put that as a prize because like what kind of Jace like from the thing or no 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 like a World Wake Foil Jace. Hmm. That's, That's like five five hundred bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then and then an, an English moat for second. And yeah, then, that's pretty sweet too, right? And then third through fourth, there are uh, polluted deltas on each. Like, polluted I'm not even delta. sure that many people will be playing that. No, that's pretty sweet though. Yeah, I, I think cool. I think you'll get a lot of people for that. Yeah, like, like that's what happens. That's what happens at like here too. Like when when we play the mox tournaments that I won, like it's the same. Like nobody comes out to like GPTs or and and game days and shit like that. Um. But then, as soon as there's money on the line, like you'll get like people unretire, and you'll get um, like you'll get the sharks and stuff. Although, uh, being that Magic is in like its tween twilight phase right now, um, you will get a lot less people than say like in my neck of the woods anyway than like a typical F and M because those people feel like they can't go to that stuff. Like you'll get a couple of them that are just like, yeah, whatever. I don't know how to play magic and legacy seems cool. But most of the people just won't go to that. They just don't know. Like it's the same reason why my game day had like eight people at it or oh, seven man. people. Around. No, you, Jay, you should talk about the CMT, the legacy where Kyle had to play in the tournament himself. <laughs> oh God. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you showed up for that though, because you didn't have a. Le- you weren't playing Legacy. I right? wasn't playing Legacy, no. But everybody was calling me to be like, "Man, come play Legacy. I'll lend you a deck." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Legacy is the fucking worst format on the world." Like, fuck off with that shit. <laughs> yeah, Scott. He played like there weren't enough people, so he had to play in the tournament himself. To, to I think he made eight people. Like, he yeah. was the eighth guy. So, I think we're gonna get a lot more because it's Toronto. So. Yeah, you you probably will. Yeah. Also, I don't know why they always, like, like what is it, like, I guess the thing is, okay, so, <laughs> why is it Legacy? Like, is it because the TO wants to play Legacy? Like, because, like, not wants to play, but, like, wants to foster that environment? Is it oh. because, like, people question. are constantly asking for that? Is it because it's Legacy season? Is it, like, what is yeah, it? Are, are you just trying to rip off Star City Games as much as possible? Yeah, man, why are you always gonna bag on us, new guy? (laughs) Man, new guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, he is. But that's a good question, Jay. Like, I, I, I I guess I, I would uh, ask them because, like, Um, I know, I know, like, there's Legacy Night at, at like Phoenix, right? Like, kind of like F and M, but it's 
shitty. And, uh, like, there's, uh, like, some people like to go there. And when I say some people, I mean, like, your typical legacy player, right? And then... and, and <laughs> What does that mean? I mean, some like... like Really like, old guy? Like, yeah, like, if I were to say to you, like, oh, man, nobody wants to be that guy at FNM. I mean that that guy shows up to Legacy. Um, and then I think the other thing, too, is, like, then you have the store owner who, oh, yeah, obviously they're going to play Legacy. They have every fucking card because it's in their store, right? Then you have, like, some of the store owner's employees. Uh, then, then you have, like, just some sort of regular people that can afford to play Legacy that are just, like, they want to play that format because, A, they are semi-retired. And they can't afford to to play standard constantly and keep up with it because they have married and kids and whatever. Um, or B, they can't get like FNM off or whatever because of their work schedule. So it provides them with an outlet to play this format. And again, they're not investing in a format where their cards are rotating constantly, right? Like right, right. So then those are the people that play Legacy on Mondays, and there's a whole two of them like you know what i mean like i'm sure that like i'm sure they've had it fire like i'm sure there's eight people or six people or whatever but all i constantly hear from them is hey why don't you come on monday what are you doing monday because it's legacy night and i'll lend you a deck and <laughs> last week it didn't fire and blah. and it's just like yeah i don't want to fucking play legacy like do you think if i wanted to play legacy i wouldn't just already be at legacy night <laughs> I, like i probably would i don't know i probably would be wouldn't i so then i always wonder like man come to this fucking sweet G- foil jace tournament with mode and jace and freshlands fuck it Wee! and then it's like legacy and it's like okay like is it legacy because like 40 people asked you to do a legacy tournament or is it legacy because you want to foster that environment at your store and two people that you like a lot asked you to do legacy or like, I don't know. I just don't know why legacy gets events. I don't know. So well, I would it's like obviously to, I would because like, to like that's the format you play those in. You can't really do a, an but I mean, so like, but so what? Like, like I played in a standard mocks tournament, like, and, and also, as crazy. A, and also as a business, if you're giving away a foil Jace, like, don't you, like, as a business, you still want to make your money back. Like, yeah. like when Trilogy Games is like, yeah, we're going to do a fucking GPT, and we're going to have, like, the best prize pool ever. It's going to be, like, 1500 bucks, and we're going to have, like, fucking all this sweet stuff at this sweet venue, and we're going to have all this cool shit, and it's going to be sweet. They still want, like, 150 people to show up so that they can make money. They don't give a fuck that we're having a fun time. That's like a that's like a back burner thing. They they want us to have fun and have a great time so that we'll come back again the next time. But they don't want to like pay four thousand dollars to rent a hall and throw a tournament for forty eight guys that just want to win. I, I just want to win. Just assume that they've got like these like showcases Whoa. full of all of these like legacy things that they never sell. That if they have a tournament with like ridiculous prizes, that they're hoping maybe somebody will come and buy a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and they make up that money pretty quick. That's, that's what I mean. Like, okay, so let's say let's say I'm 12 years old. I'm Kyle's kid, who is yeah. I don't know who's like five or something. Yes, Kyle, and I'm shout like out. I'm like oh man, dad, let me play in this fucking legacy tournament since I have no money or cards, so pay for me. And then Kyle's like the best bro dad ever. He's like yes, yeah, son of course let's wreck him and then he comes up with like some brew because he's kyle and then his kid wins a jace like a foil jace do you think that kyle's gonna shell out another 1500 bucks to get a playset of jaces to play fucking like legacy 
No. Like, that's such a... I, to me, that's such, like, a backwards thought. Like, we'll give away... Why, why you gotta hit on that kid? That kid just won a Jace, man. That's what I'm saying. It's that, fucking that, sweet. That, and you know, what that, awesome. you know what that that's... kid's gonna do? Is that kid's gonna turn that Jace into five shitty standard decks. Not one shitty legacy deck for a format that's dying. Like, Wizards doesn't give a fuck about legacy. Wizards gives a fuck about standard. New players, new cards, buy my <laughs> shit. Not fucking... Reserve list, piece of shit, garbage motherfucker with his Japanese super about foil is, they, format. They care about Kyle going out and buying the one lion's eye diamond they need for the Charbelt yeah. No, Wizards doesn't give a fuck about that no, because Wizards they already give a shit. I'm talking about like the actual tournament organizers, the guys, yeah. their they're vendors, yeah. the people who are supplying these prizes. But that's what I'm saying. So like they, they want, of course, as a business, you want people to buy the fucking $900 card that you like scored off someone for 500 bucks. Of course you want that. Right. But yeah. when you look at the turnover of case cards in your, in your business, I'm sure that a, your standard, case cards are coming in and out way more prevalent and B I'm sure you make more money on standard cards and then modern and then maybe legacy, but it's probably after EDH foils and cube and then, and kitchen table. And then on top of that, you, I like a lot of store owners have told me that the money that they make comes from casual people buying garbage cards, like a $5, like, yeah. piece of shit, garbage, green fatty for six. That's where they make their money. They make their money on Tybalt. They don't make so, their money on Archangel of Thune and Moat. So right? if I was one of these stores, I would say like, okay, well, you know what? If I'm going to get rid of this legacy stuff, I still have to give people a reason to do these legacy things. So maybe like once or twice a year when a big tournament rolls through town, we'll just do like a really big tournament and then I don't have to care about it anymore. Yeah, totally. That's what I'm saying. I just wonder why it's legacy. Why not just say like, yeah. oh, no, 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 that, that's, that's exactly this. This but is like, like they're doing a standard one. They're giving away $1,500 cash. Yeah, but why wouldn't they do standard again the next day? I, I think... And then get a we don't know. People. We don't know the Toronto um, legacy. Yeah, they actually they did actually have legacy players because in like, Edmonton we don't. We had a guy who went with like a Chandra like pre constructed deck to a legacy tournament and got second. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't go to that tournament, but my buddy came back and he was playing like Mono Brown, and he's like, "Yeah, the guy who bought like the Chandra pre constructed got second place." So yeah, it's exactly. like, I, yeah. I know Montreal and Quebec City have decent. A decent legacy community. I, I would imagine Toronto is obviously bigger, so we'll see. We'll see how many people show up. And uh, yeah, like I'm just I'm not like begging on them for making uh, it legacy. I'm it was just probably saying, Peter's like, idea, man. It's I'm just probably... saying, like, to, yeah, Peter's the fucking worst. Peter, have an anti league tournament so that you can fucking learn to play noob. Um, so oh, I. I just think I just think like it's it's like if I was running a business, even if ten people asked me to do legacy and for a foil Jace, I think I would still at the very minimum I would make it modern or extended, which I know extended's not a real format like officially anymore. But like so you people can still, still do, you can still do extended. No, no, it, it's it's uh. Or no, you can still do it. It's becoming extinct. Then? It's becoming extinct. But There's like a bunch of posts about it and about how it's officially gone. I think that they should have, like, a really big extended tournament. I'm with you on this one. I think, like, like do a good send-off tournament. Sure, sure. So, like, like that would be cool because then the new players can still sort of get in because it's new-ish cards. The old players can still play their old dumb shit and tell me about how one time in 1995 they had this fucking sweet combo with Phyrexian Dreadnought or some garbage I don't give a fuck about. And then, and then you can still give away a foil Jace that is a pretty sweet prize that is not probably gonna entice anyone to jump into legacy which is like the most expensive format on the planet like 
you know, like, whereas if it was me and I'm like, oh, man, check out this foil Jace I cracked or just having to find in the garbage or bought 10 years ago for $100 because I'm a sweet, sweet store and now it's worth $600 and I'm going to have a tournament, I'm going to make that snap make that standard, like 100%. I don't even give a fuck if 100 people tell me they want to play Legacy because that means that 300 people will come out and play standard. Hey, Jobin, hey, Jobin buying the event deck. You want to win this shiny $500 foil card so you can buy 10 more Jobany event decks? Fucking come out on Saturday. Okay. But that's the thing, like, the Take only the reason that card is worth anything is because there are people playing Legacy, yeah, but you I have to have, like, the odd... As business, I don't it's give a one fuck. Legacy tournament, like, why is this, like, getting you so worked up? I'm just saying, if you give <laughs> It's a- one fucking tournament! It's Super Series in fucking Toronto! Like, it's not like they're running this every week, they're, they're giving these things away like it's a fucking, like, Coke machine! Then your dollars will disappear, man. You can't just give away pennies all day and think that somehow you're going to make money. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But they're probably making money off of this. I mean, maybe. Well, there's yeah. $30 entry per person, right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, people show up, that's 300 bucks. Yeah. That's $500 Jace you gave away, you know? Yeah. The other thing that's nice is they're they're running the event at, like, a few rounds after standard. So if somebody basically like totally goes there and shits the bed, this is the same day. Yeah. That's a yeah. terrible idea. Oh no, no. It's one time a year, Jeremy. Why are you bad? <laughs> <laughs> it should have been like a day two. It should have been a Sunday tournament. <laughs> no, nope. one day tournament. It's you terrible. Guys, you never interrupt me. Oh, Broken clocks right twice a day, buddy. That's right. That's right. That's right. And we only record once a week, so I got a lot of rights. I mean, I, I've talked to uh, Peter. I know what the break-even point is for for the main event and stuff. So, and and for them, I know them. They just want to do like this. Five K for sure is a lot of it is for the publicity, is for the community and everything. So. They're willing to to take a dinger on on this one if if needs be, but I don't think it will be at least for the standard event. So uh, go face to face games. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, I think it's sweet. I just think again from like a purely monetary standpoint, it's like it, I don't even care about legacy, and most stores don't either because it's not where they're making their money. Mm-hmm. No, but no, I, and I agree with you. If there. I was if I was a legacy player, I would still go to this and be jacked about it. But yeah. I mean, at the same time, like you're a dying breed. Like, <laughs> oh man, no, no, it's like so my, you know what? Grandpa comes over. I don't ask him what fucking movie he wants to watch. We, yeah. we got, we got, we. I'm sure we got AT blisters who are dying legacy. Of course players. they are. I'm gonna get so much hate in the fucking comments <laughs> from like sweatpants McGee and fucking neckbeard fucking <laughs> Jobin Con like. I love you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think you've got it. Like, I mean, you're not totally out to lunch here either. Like, it's very obvious that legacy as a format is completely unsustainable. Oh no, like, it's garbage. It's garbage as a format. Like, modern is them fixing it. Yeah. Like, I love modern. I'm like, not legacy saying legacy is a garbage format, but yeah. it's also a format that has dual lands and all this other shit that's loading it's up sweet. showcases. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying yeah. fuck yeah. you, legacy players eat a dick. I'm just <laughs> stating facts. You're and not. Apparently. apparently <laughs> If you state facts in this day and age and you don't say sorry first, that makes you a dick. Like, <laughs> your truck has four tires on it, but they're shittier than the perfect, awesome, wicked tires. That makes me a dick, just for stating a fact that you have shitty tires. 
I'm sorry that you picked and you love a shitty format like Legacy. And I'm sure you're going to comment and tell me why Legacy is so great and blee blah blue. But you know what? You don't have to convince me to like Legacy. You have to convince everybody to like Legacy. <laughs> okay? And then what you got to do is you got to convince those motherfuckers to get rid of the reserve list so that I can play my cards that I have. Then you got to convince me to shell out a billion dollars for a format where somebody just beats me on turn two. Fucking wicked. And again, I can get that in modern. I can play modern and have a shitty time. I don't need to play legacy and have a shitty time. So I don't I don't know, man. I'm just stating a fact. Wizards very obviously doesn't give a fuck about you or legacy. I'm not no. saying I don't give a fuck about you. I'm saying Wizards doesn't give a fuck about legacy. So don't give me shit. Give Wizards shit. Or or adapt. Move on. Become a pudgy, become a pudgy bird. Craziest J Rat in, in many episodes, I think. Yeah. I mean, Wizards has clearly stated that they don't really consider Legacy when they're making and breaking their cards. Well, you mm-hmm. can't play it for Friday Night Magic, so like you, you can't sanction it. You you can't? No. Oh. Legacy is not a Friday Night Magic format. Not for Friday Night Magic. I didn't realize there was like a list of formats you you could play at Friday Night Magic. Yep. Extended's still on it. It's on its way out, but Extended's still on it. Who makes that rule? Who's that? Like, what? who has that job? That's probably Helen's job. Like okay, like uh, this, organized play. Like this yeah. week, this week, uh, you guys figure, uh, <clears throat> you guys figure, like uh, we'll let the guys play Legacy at F and M, and then like just fucking nope, ha ha ha, jokes on them. Like well, why? You did... know that like the office from like design is like completely on opposite ends of the building because it's oh, like yeah. let's yeah. make a set called Modern Masters. Let's get everyone excited about modern, and then let's not have a modern PTQ for a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's While the like... price of modern cards continues to rise. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. No, no. The, we'll release these Modern Master cards in a small enough grouping that um, uh, it's fun and limited and doesn't tank all the collectability of it. But we will release it in a big enough grouping that uh, people that don't have these cards can get uh, all of the cards. Oh, nope. 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 You no, know, I'd love to crap on it because, like, exactly what you're saying, like, makes perfect sense in my head. But... Modern is really taking off in Edmonton. Yeah, like, I mean, it is really, here. Really excited sure. about it. Like, like, that's the thing, is that regardless of how it doesn't make any sense, it actually worked. So Yeah, no, absolutely it did. It's just that, like, it was all bullshit. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Right? Like, which is all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> love it, love it. Whew. <laughs> All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I just wanted KYT, to talk about zombies, fuckers. All, all of a sudden, KYT is like a porn director. Like, okay, I see what you're doing. I love it. I love it. Yeah, in, out, in, out. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Fold it in if you have to. No problem. <laughs> oh, man. Um, there's so many things I wanted to say during Jay's rant. Like, when he mentioned Kyle... And it's like, I remind, it reminded me of uh, when we first met at GP Toronto. I think it was his son and not Scott's, uh, where his son won a chance to be. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it draft, was Avery. Avery. In a draft. And the winner of that draft wins like a mox. And then like you can hear people's like, oh man, if I was that dad, I wouldn't let my son play. And but Kyle, the good dad that he is, let Avery play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this, like there's all these murmurs. Man, I would just like. Tell my son to fuck off and like draft that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was awesome. Well, that's why he's a great dad. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Kyle.
I love you, Kyle. Fuck yeah, Kyle. The damn. I did want to quickly wrap up my standard experience. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Come on. Um. So last uh, at last weekend's BTQ in round one, I did win one round. Like I went one two, and that one round, I felt like I had no business winning. Um. I was against blue white red. I was jund. The it, we're in the mid middle to late game. The only card in my hand is Putrefy. He has Aetherling out, and if you've ever played against Aetherling in the mid late game, you know it's basically unbeatable unless like they're in range of burn or or, or dying. So it's well, Aetherling retarded, right? So or or just really nervous and and messed up. So he has Aetherling out. He has five mana untapped, four cards, four cards in hand, five mana untapped, four cards in hand. I only have Putrefy. I top deck Rakdos return, and I'm like, uh, uh I Rakdos him for five. So he, he thinks, and then he goes, okay, he taps out. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? If he taps out, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to putrefy that Aetherling and, and buy me some time. So he actually taps out and sphinxes for two. So he has four cards. He sphinxes Sweet. for two. Sphinxes for two, gains two life, draws back up to five cards. Rakdos return resolves. What the fuck? His entire hand goes to the bin. I'm like, putrefy your Aetherling. It goes to the bin, and he just we're... shits his pants. <laughs> he's just <laughs> we're, we're he still can win because now we're 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 at we're even. We're basically top uh, top decking. But like a turn earlier, I was getting ready to scoop because it's Aetherling. You can't beat it as it's long as you keep... it's, it's stupid. Yeah, and, and people around me who were watching, I was like the last guy out of our group to finish. They're like, man. They, they were telling me, like, they gave me 0% chance to win when that came from that point, and it's just like, it just goes to show that, you know, you should almost never give up, and basically I played to my out, which is my opponent fucking up, and, and it happened, and sometimes it, it will happen, and my opponent was visibly nervous, said he didn't really play blue-white-red that much, or, or the, the matchup that much, and uh, so uh, he was a very nice guy. It's just that, like, the story was was so epic because it's the first time where I think I went from 0% chance to actually winning the game. So I've never had that experience and was very, uh, very pleasing. Very pleasing. And, like, the guy next to me is like, wow, I, I, loved, I loved how you played that game. Like, I mean, I just tried to play it to my only out, which is my opponent tapping out so that I could putrefy the one of the best creatures, will be the best creature post-rotation. Um, at least until we see the Theros card. So, just wanted to tell you guys that story. It's fucking wild. It's wild. Did you just laugh in that guy's face, or were you? Did you keep it together? <laughs> and then you just and then you <laughs> shit talk him on the show. I mean, it's it could be like that guy, like the pro website guy, and he'll be like, well, "What? What? The fuck, man? Like, agreed after the game that you'd never mention it ever again." And I'm like, I'm, "I'm I'm sorry. I didn't think you'd listen to the A team." <laughs> It's definitely a pro Sphinx. No, I know. Oh my god. Sphinx is revelation so that I go back up to five cards. Tap out. Resolves. Yep. Resolves. Yep. yep. <laughs> like, what the fuck was his out there? Like, Force of Will? Like, what the fuck was he drawing to? That's he crazy. Has to. I, was, I, I, think, I think he went four plus two equals six. I, I, that, that's my guess, and that he had, like, something really good in that 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 hand that he wanted to keep. Like, yeah, maybe he thought he could keep one. And like the only yeah. the, like the best play is obviously to uh, what Alex said. You can just rev for one to to gain a life at least because you're not going to keep your hand and then you keep one up to save your Aetherling. But you, like Aetherling basically decides the game and 
Um, yeah, like never, never tap out when you have Aetherling and you're going to win. Basically, is the moral of the story, I guess. And never give up. Never give up. That's my, that's my takeaway from it. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. It was a good. It was a good break from the, uh, from the legacy bashing. <laughs> Well, Jay, have you played any magic? Um, oh no. Is he going to do it? No. I don't remember. <laughs> what did I do on Friday? Did I go to FM? I feel like I did. And more, I played Hex. More Ben Hex proof, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that I. 4 0'd? I did 4 0. Ha ha ha. Wow. Uh, and it was really boring, and I'm the best at it. And also, it's like the no fun deck, right? It's like the Cobblade of FNM. Like, mm. people people just don't like it, so that's fine, whatever. And uh, all my matches were over super quick, so then we just played some... Uh, Brian has um, a, a stack, or a big deck, or a Type 4, as many okay. people call it. Yeah. So uh, the format that he plays is um, you get one spell per turn, and you have infinite mana. Okay. Um, but he just built it with like a bunch of cards that he had lying around, similar to how I like started my cube or whatever, right? And it's the fucking worst. It's so bad. <laughs> like one of the cards in the cube uh, is Scoria Elemental. I don't know if you guys remember that card from oh, uh, from Scars of Mirrodin. It's a six one for six. Uh, its abilities include flavor text. <laughs> Isn't this the one that says flip a coin, do something? Nope. It is oh. the one that has flavor text on it. Oh. And that's it. So it's a pretty sweet card as your only spell that you get to play for the turn. Yeah. Um, and also, he doesn't have enough instants in it, and he has no flashcards, and he has, like, maybe just Wrath of God, I think. So uh, if you're the guy that has the handful of creatures and shitty sorceries, you feel like you are just watching somebody just take it to town on your wife. And if you're the guy that has all the instants... <laughs> Even if you have no creatures, if you have instants, you fucking are, like, top of the world. You are Hugh Hefner. You can't possibly lose. Like, my opening hand was five instants. It was a sweet sorcery. I don't remember what it was. It might have been, like, Cruel Ultimatum or something. And uh, and it was Talrand. So I just go, like, turn one Talrand, go. Nobody has removal because the, this stack has no removal in it. And it's like, yeah, on the end of your turn, Sprouts Storm with buyback. I get a 2-2 flyer and a 1-1 Saberlin. And at the end of your turn, since you didn't play anything I feel like countering or killing, I will also Sprout Storm with buyback. I will get a 2-2 flyer and a 1-1 Saffron. Uh, untap, attack you for 8. <laughs> so, um, and then I drew like two more instants, and like that game was basically over. But then for the rest of the time that we played this big deck, it was garbage. So, listen up, kids. If you're going to play this format, make sure you have instants in the format. Okay. Uh, then on Saturday, we played game day. And there was uh, seven people showed up to that. Because they, um, well, this is the thing. So they, they didn't advertise <laughs> it. They didn't advertise it at all, like normal. Most most magic shops don't advertise game day ever. And somehow they expect people to show up. Then uh, Friday night before the tournament, before game day, before FNM, they said, hey, tomorrow we have a standard tournament. Come on down. And it's 10 bucks. And you could win prizes on a play minute. And they didn't explain, like, they didn't say what time it was, uh, or they said, and but a lot of people didn't catch it, and a lot of people said, I didn't know what time it was at, and they didn't know, like, what it was. They're like, well, I'm in a standard tournament now, and it's free, so why would I come to a standard tournament tomorrow for $10? 
Uh, and then, yeah, they just they didn't know what it was. They didn't get it, whatever. So nobody showed up. So then we got, like, we finally got an eighth, and we went to play. So it was an eight-man game day tournament that was single elimination. Um, so that was that was sweet. And, of course, like, as soon as everybody hears that it's single elim and that they paid ten bucks, they were just like, fuck. Um, and then the guy that I beat for my winning in on, on day two, uh, he lost his first round barely, and he was very upset and being pissy like he was uh, at the GP. He also lost in the last round to my friend Matt and was being a total cunt about it as well. <laughs> so while this guy's only been playing Magic for two months, and I really hope he sticks with it and gets better because he's actually quite good, I really hope that he loses his fucking attitude. And I don't think there's any, anything wrong with calling somebody out on that shit. Stop being a fucking cunt. Uh, that would be great. When you lose, when you lose, you just lose. Like, just, just take your loss, man. Just take your loss. Or fucking, loves it. or fucking start cheating. Who cares? Be like Alex Bertoncini. Cheat a bunch until you get caught. And it's FNM, so they're not really going to do anything to you anyway. And then when you finally get caught at a high enough level, Two cheat spots. some more, and then say sorry after like the tenth time you get caught. Ugh. And problem solved. Just do that. Fuck it. Just do that. You're in Canada. We know what our justice system's like. So it's very similar to FNM rulings. So anyway, and then so I lost in the quarterfinals? Semifinals. Because I guess the quarterfinals would have been round one. <laughs> so I lost oh, in round Jesus. two. I lost in round two to what I think is... It was like Boros, but I didn't see a single red card out of his deck at all. It was like turn one, champion of the parish. Turn two, knight of glory. Hit you for three. Turn three... Um, Double Strike Paladin. Hit you for 12. Oh, so this was like West Coast deck. Uh, yeah, yep, it was, I guess. I don't know what that is. I don't follow that person. But uh, he did mention that, I think, in passing to somebody. Or somebody was like, West Coast, and he was like, <laughs> um, I should also mention that this kid was nine, and shit talked me the entire time, and it was great. Yeah! It was <laughs> fucking great. I'm like, I'm like taking my turn, and I'm like looking... And then I'm like, eh. and he's like, are you done yet? And I was like, what? And then I play a card, and he's like, ah, fuck, who cares? I don't care about that card. Untap, play my double striker, crack you for 12, go. And just like, okay, draw. And then he's like, e and then his friend would be like, how's it going? And he'd be like, yeah, this guy's fucking dead. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> So good on this kid for shit-talking me. He wasn't just shit-talking me as a dick. He also was, like, being, like, he was being, like, the friendly, we're all joking around shit-talking me. Just mm -hmm. so that, you know, somebody doesn't start a White Knight campaign against this guy. Or say that I'm, or say that I'm, like, a misogynist and a victim-blamer because I agree with him or something. Um, What's the way you hate children? I don't, I don't know. What's the opposite <laughs> of a pedophile? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know what that is. You know what? We'll just check the comments in a week. I'm sure yeah, we'll they'll tell us. Somebody with a couple of degrees should tell me because I don't want to. I don't want to get any false information from somebody who's not educated. By the way, was um, so he crushed me, and then he went on to win, which was sweet. And okay. then uh, also this guy's girlfriend, who's not very good at magic, but really wants to play like a lot and try and like is really into it and is new to the game and whatever. Um, not the nine year old. No, 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 no. His, like, some, some, one of the, some high school Jobin's girlfriend who plays at our store all the time. Um, she went to the finals, and, like, it was the farthest she's ever made it in a tournament. And um, the players that she had to play against to get there were actually, like, good players who play, like, 
standard constantly and like are quote unquote who you would call sharks. So like she was ecstatic, which was great. Like I was super happy that she made it that far and she had a fun time and didn't act like a cunt when she lost, like that other guy I already mentioned. Um, so there's that. Then I played some fucking Star Wars and it was sweet. Then I think we cubed and it was sweet. I uh, oh, did I tell you guys about when I took hit at Sugu's second right? Instead no. of a, oh, okay. So I open a pack and I'm drafting Bant Aggro, like always. Like I'm not, always, because that's all you do. Yeah. yeah. It's the best deck, and I don't know why people don't, don't draft it, but I'll just draft it till somebody starts to draft it and when they realize that I just go 4 0 in every single cube draft with it. So I'm drafting in my third pack after I have a pretty good setup going. I open my third pack and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, these cards are all kind of flinger. They're calling us shitty. Oh, sort of fire and ice. Okay, I'll take that. And then I go to build my deck, and I'm building it, and I'm putting it around, and I get to hit Sugu's second right. And I'm like, man, I don't remember drafting that card. I must have got it as, like, a last pick. It seems like it's about in the position of my picks where it, like, would have been, like, the last card tossed over or whatever. Then I'm building my deck, and I'm like, okay, hmm. I guess I, uh, I, guess I don't play the Stoneforge Mystic with, like, only um, the Lifelink Hammer. I mean, that doesn't really seem worth it, I guess. Like, in my deck, I'm looking for, like, about five cuts and whatever. I've got a lot of good stuff anyway. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I drafted this this fucking Mystic for a reason. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. Adrian, did I pass you a Sword of Fire and Ice? Yep. <laughs> okay, fucking sweet. And then I was, like, tilted and in a bad mood. And then I promptly 4 would So that was sweet. <laughs> And that was the magic I played this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yep. Worked on the uh, starter cube that we're giving away. Good. Added Good. Some, added some cards to that and made took out a bunch of doubles because I, I forgot what I put in there. So then I would come across something like I'd cut from the cube, like say like a foil far and away. And I'd be like, oh, fuck, that's sweet in a beginner cube or like a war leader's helix or like a gut shot or a Gitaxian probe or a solemn simulacrum. And I'm like, man, that could go in the starter cube. That's fucking sweet. And then... I went through the starter cube and there was like three Malokus in there. I was like, oh, I better pull. Yeah, that card's sweet. Yeah, it is. But I was like, man, I, you mean you can't have three in a cube? And I don't want to just send three to some Jobin. I mean, one is enough. So you know, I made it, made sure that it was uh, all singleton. So there was about ten duplicates. You know, like I said, three of which were Maloku. Um, but yeah, and I added a bunch of shit to it, and then I fucking I don't know. I didn't play any other magic though. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's good. That's more than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> it was more than I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jared, what did you do this week? I worked, hung out with the kids. I played a uh, Moto PTQ on Sunday. How'd How that go? That? Oh, it's terrible, buddy. Um, I actually essentially had the same deck as KYT. The Ogre Battle Driver and the Spore Guy that makes, like, 1-1s when you put lands into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I played Red-Green, so, uh, yeah, I, I did not do well in the tournament at all because, well, I played Red-Green, so... Uh, <laughs> you know, that's just kind of how it works. So, yeah, it was, it was like, my first round was just hilarious because I played against, like... The, the the game one, it was like me just like, okay, I play land, blah, blah, blah. He goes first land, he plays the, uh, what is it, the, the land that you can tap for any color if you pay one. The Shimmering Grotto. Shimmering Grotto. He goes Shimmering Grotto, and then he goes forest and casts Suntail Hawk. And that was what? all the magic he played. Oh, my God. That was all the magic he played in game one. 
So I just, like, cast things and beat his face, and it was, you know, all that. And I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good about myself, because it's like, my opponent, you know, kept that hand, and he played a Suntail Hawk, so I feel, I'm feeling really good. Uh, and then, game two, uh, I actually get scared, because he's like, he, he casts, like, a Root Wallow, which is, like, a decent creature, and he casts a Pacifism, which is a decent card, and then he uh, cast a Cauldron, and then he casts the White Enchantment, where he gets 4-4 four, four Angels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so now he's got, like, he had, like, a couple, like, janky guys, and, like, my, my army was better, like, my, my board was just way more developed, but he had those two cards. So it's like, he just sacks a thing, makes an angel, and it's like, okay, whatever. And it's so funny because he's like doing all these things where it's like he's main phasing making angels as opposed to like blocking like my army. But I, I figured out why he wasn't blocking my army because he, he fogged me three times in this game. And then at some point I managed to kill off all of his angels and he congregated to get another angel. <laughs> like it was just like the most infuriating game because it's like at any moment this guy could like just steal this game. Where it's like <laughs> And that's all it is. It's a stolen game. It's like, he's like, I figured out, I heard that this life gain card is really good. Uh, it was funny. I was talking to my buddy about this, and it's just like, life gain has always been a trap in Magic. It's always been something that the developers have put into it as like, you know, this is this is a skill tester. You know, you, you see the life totals as a score, so gaining life should be a good thing, when in reality it doesn't do anything. So then they made this card, and they put it in the set. So all of these guys who are like, you know, failing the skill tester, all of a sudden have this card where they can just arbitrarily win now. Um, <laughs> so it's just like, it's so awkward because it's like, you're, you're not supposed to win because you're gaining life. Like, but this card makes it so that yeah. happens. But it's, I, I more still... of the, it's more of the newbie rookie pander to the lowest common denominator uh, motto of Wizards. It's, 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 it's confusing. It doesn't make any sense. But, you know, I used to still beat the guy because he was doing dumb things like making Angel's main face to gain life as opposed to blocking then making the Angel. Um, but whatever, teach their own. And yeah. then I played against, like, a red-green deck that just had better cards than mine. And I played against, like, a blue-something deck that was playing blue. So, you know, what can you do? But yeah, that's been it for actually playing Magic this week. It's been kind of a terrible week for that. Uh, as much as I'm the union guy, uh, I did go to work on the weekend. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of bad. But they pay a ridiculous amount of money for me to do so, so I suppose that's a positive. Uh, but I actually get to play some Magic this weekend, so I'm really excited. I'll go and draft uh, tomorrow night and Sweet. probably draft on Saturday. Yeah, speaking of draft, I just wanted to say I got sucked into a modern, I mean, to an M14 draft again. <laughs> and instead, this, instead of being a six man team draft, which is like, fuck, fine, fuck, I'll fucking draft this shit garbage with you, fuck. But it's over in an hour and a half, and fuck it. It was somehow an eight man team draft, which is like Ooh. first to nine match wins. It just takes like, it takes a day. Like, it, I felt like I was watching, like, a Matthew McConaughey movie. It was fucking... And then, what did I do? I just drafted Mono White again with three oh, Celestial Flares, the two fucking path pacifisms. Then I got three of those first striking knights, which apparently are, like, unbeatable. Every deck can't deal with those. So that yeah. was sweet. Um, I, play, I got to play Byron, who is... Uh, 
I was under the impression that he was a good Magic player, but apparently he is not. He hasn't drafted in a very long time, and he is bad at it. And basically, oh, wow. he, he could not beat a 1-1 first striker. Literally every creature in his deck, except for the 2-2 haste sliver, was an X-1. Literally everything. He had like five of those 4-1 cats for three. Oh, God. That's yeah, and it was like, And I mean, that's a shitty card, but I mean, like, it, like his deck just could not beat an X-1, like an X-1, or a 1-X first striker. He just couldn't do it. So I was just like, yeah, play this first striker. And he's like, okay, I'll play two cats. Then you have to take damage. Ha ha ha. And I'm like, all right, I'll play another one. And then he just basically was like, hmm, okay. I'll play that second guest card twice. Uh, yep, I, I scoop. I scoop at 20. No problem. Like, just <laughs> like couldn't. He had no cards that could beat that. Like, okay, sweet. Um, so just FYI. M14, mono-white. Mono-white champion. I'm like 8-0 in fucking M14 drafts with mono-white. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Celestial Flare. People don't respect that card. People don't respect um, Fortify, and people don't respect the one the the, the one, one first striking pump guy. They just they don't even care about him. I was really surprised. <laughs> they, don't even... they don't even care. They're like, whatever, man. Whatever. I'm like, I got your back, bro. Got some mana down here, we'll just pump you up, man. Give you some some fucking big beavers. Get you jacked. No problem. No problem. Yeah. Scott, Scott, before the uh the call you mentioned Sam Black's article going through it, right? And how everyone's overhyped on really hyped on, on the blue train. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody and their mother, all they want to do is play blue all day. <laughs> I mean, I think Jay's mind would be blown if he read it. Uh, some of the things he says, Jay, he said he would, he's reasonably likely to take Divination over Sarah Angel. Yeah. That's what he said. What the fuck? Yeah. I, I, see, this is why I don't read articles, because, like, I just don't get it. I don't ever understand. <laughs> I'm, like, okay, like, you I don't get reading, or you don't get what they're saying? No, I just don't get what they're saying. I can read. <laughs> Okay. Just like when the fuck, when the fuck ever would you do that? When the fuck ever would you do that? When the fuck ever would you do that? When? That's not even like saying you take the bus over driving, because at least there's some kind of like moral something or other. People are always bitching about with that. But you would just, you would just take a divination. So yeah, why do you think he would take a divination? Because he's he's just got to say something controversial to get people talking about his article, so people will read it. Okay, but a lot of people are saying this. Who's a lot of people? Name them. I would imagine KYT would probably say something like this, given his results. Oh man, is this true? Confirm or deny? Um, deny. Deny. Denied. I've I've won like the how my drafts has been going. I've actually okay. won. Opportunity or Sarah Angel. Yeah, oh, uncommon to uncommon. Opportunity is probably the best uncommon in the set. But I think Jay would agree with that. That's less controversial than saying divination over... Uh, that opportunity is better than Sarah Angel? Right? Is what we're talking about? Yeah. That's less controversial uh, than divination. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's I'm way closer. That, right? That's way closer. I still think, personally, I would take the Sarah Angel. Uh, but I think it's way closer. But I mean, yeah, like the other day, somebody tweeted, somebody I follow, so you know it's good. It's not some fucking retard. <laughs> they said, they tweeted, people still don't respect 
opportunity in M14 drafts with a screenshot of three opportunities in his deck. What the fuck? When did that become okay? Even when Jace's Ingenuity was in the format, people would yell at you for playing more than one of those. And that was instant. What the fuck, man? That's how you know so, this set is garbage. Okay, so the the Cole's note version of why the divination over the Sarah Angel <laughs> or why the opportunity over anything is they're saying that whatever is that this set has very little in the way of two for ones and that it is a slow set. Yeah, absolutely it is. So it's a set that goes longer and it's a case of those cards give you two for ones. Yeah, so like I, 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 that's that's all it is. Is I that you can I, get to your big things, your air elementals, your whatever, like the the stuff that you draft, like in your mid picks. But and, like, wouldn't you in a mid pick? Wouldn't you still take a Sarah Angel over a divination, and then you'd get a divination later? Like, like well, that that that's going on the fact that you think the other people at the table aren't using the same information because that divination would never come back. But even so, if it doesn't come back, you have a fucking Sarah Angel to kill them with. They just have a divination. Like, it, like, isn't that the reason why you don't take things like, um, like, like, like enchantments or or uh, or equipment over guys? Like, if 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 you're sitting there with a pick and you're like, this is a pretty good fire shrieker, Ooh, but this is a pretty good fucking guy who just kills them. Isn't it always, or almost always, isn't it just always almost correct to take the guy? Because the guy can kill them, and a fire shrieker doesn't kill them. Isn't that how it works? Yes, but then you're asking yourself, can I have one guy, or can I have two guys? And, like, that's the thing. The guy has always been the correct answer, because it's like, oh, if I don't have five two-drops in my deck, I'm going to get stomped by the two-drop guy. Yeah. But that there, there isn't the two-drop guy anymore. I see. Like, I see. the most aggressive card is, like, either, like, the guy who gets all of the muscle slivers. Yeah. Or the guy who's playing mono for one cats, like your buddy. Yeah. Where it's like, you just happen to be playing, you know, the only thing that beats cats, which is first strike, like, Jobin guys, so. Yeah, yeah, the Jobin, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I can't do it. So um, he does mention, like, I, th- I think, I don't know if he explicitly mentions it, but people in the comments agree that the worst matchup for this uh, blue-centric deck is a mono-green deck, and um, I've been tweeting about how I've been killing it at Limited Online, uh, basically winning, I think, maybe five to six eight fours in a row to shoot my rating over 1850. And the reason has been because I've been drafting these really aggressive mono-green decks. You have the 3-3 guy for two green. That just clocks them enough that once they find an answer for them, like you've already clocked them like two, three times, and followed by all my decks seem to always be able to k- pick up one enlarge or two. And enlarge is definitely one of my favorite comments in the set. And I wouldn't. Um, is I've that enlarge? Enlarge is the one where it's plus seven, plus seven, and it has to be blocked. Right. Yeah. Okay. I had two of them in my PTQ deck. Is that Couldn't good? It's a sorcery. Is it good? That card no, is I guess so we're, I guess we're talking about how there's no removal, right? Well, yeah, it's 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 the closest thing to overrun in this set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like it it has that kind of impact where it's just like you just arbitrarily win games out of nowhere. Like I, I just remember like the release weekend or whatever, like that, like whatever we got to play limited with it for the first time. That's that's how I won all my games. It was just like stall and dirtle until I hit enlarge and win the game. Really? 
Yeah. Like, the huh. card is, like, just bonkers. Like, that would be a card where it's, like, if I open up a pack and I see the enlarge and I don't see anything good blue, like, I'm just all in on green because that enlarge is just, like, everything I want to do. What the fuck? That's crazy. I did not realize that. Yeah. No, but I guess, like, that's, that's the thing, like... put it on top of your library or whatever. Yeah. I guess that's know. the thing with M14 draft is, like... And it was like this with Abyssin, too. It was, like, your card evaluating skills uh, have to be pretty top-notch because the format is different than it normally is. Like, you can you can that tell... percent right. Like, you can, you can basically go into any format in the last, say... I don't know, three years, and they're all pretty similar, and, like, you can go in with, like, like what the noobs use with that old adage of bread, right, where it's, like, bombs, removal, evasion, something for A, and then D for dregs or dumb shit or garbage, right? <laughs> Is it like, like, attackers, defenders? Maybe, yeah, or something, but, like, so you can at least go into a draft with that, where you're like, yeah, did you open a bomb? No, then you take the removal. Did you open removal? No, then you take the flying guy or the reach guy or the fat guy that's cheap and efficient or the beater, right? So, but I mean, like, in this format, it's very difficult to do that because there's no removal, so sometimes it's better, I guess, to take a divination than a Sarah Angel? What the fuck? Well, that's it's like, there is so removal, weird. but it's all one-for-one stuff. Like, it's funny, yeah. you get your two-for-ones in the enchantments, but, like, this is also one of those places where it's, like, drafting enchantments isn't, like, terrible in this set. Yeah, that's also, like, like I've been blown out by that stupid vampiric Yeah, thing. absolutely, like, the blue-black, like... Black, like blown out by it. Yeah, it just, you just keep on getting a bunch of, what, of the touch of the vampire, or mark of the vampire, or something like that, and just, like, load them up, or just... The, what is it? The troll hide or whatever? Just yeah, like troll, troll hide just over people. Wrecks, just... Like just ruins your day. Yeah, like it's so bizarre to me. And then yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like, well, yeah, there's no removal. So uh... yeah, so it's an interesting set. Like it is, it plays different than a lot of like limited has played. Yeah, it does not follow the standard rules of limited. And that's one of the things I love about it. Is like this. This feels, and I know that this is going to come across really weird, but it feels like Modern Masters in that it was like, you can really tell that they designed what decks that they wanted to see, and they forced yeah. it. They might, have, they might have pushed it too hard into, like, we want people drafting this deck, this deck, this deck, and this deck. Yeah, so, instead of, instead of like, we're going to make a set that synergizes and has some synergy, it's like, they made decks, like Cube. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I love it, though. Because I've been doing really well, so. Um, That's funny. I, I hate it, and I've been doing really well. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been drafting boring-ass mono-white decks. <laughs> well, the thing. Like, you open a pack, there's no bomb in it. You see a Celestial Flare. All right, I'll take it. Then the, the next card comes. It's fucking, it's fucking Sarah Angel Divination Pack. Yeah, I'm taking a fucking Sarah Angel. Hello. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Hello, Sam Black. Hello. Hello. Are you alive? <laughs> Are you alive? <laughs> it's just it's just bizarre to me. And then all of a sudden, I'm just getting fed white, and people are like, "Uh, oh, it's shitty because you got to take the divinations." And I'm like, "Take the Capuchin Knights. You can't attack through." Okay. And then I'll just stall till I get a fucking Sarah Angel. Sweet, sweet. Like, I don't know. What the fuck? You're stalling in blue until you get a what? And I'm stalling in white until I get a ten pacifisms, a brave the elements, a fortify, and a fucking Sarah Angel. Like, I don't know what... I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. I don't read articles, because I don't know. See? It all comes back, Jeremy. 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Everybody loves it. It just makes me think of like, did you guys see like the little like Kibler thing in the forums? Uh, I don't even know where it came from, but I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, where the guy was like, like, I don't like the guy's like, yeah, I don't understand why Kibler's doing this in his deck and not doing this and not doing this. I don't understand why he doesn't do this and he doesn't do this, and I don't understand why he isn't playing this. And then Kibler just responds with, uh, "I do understand, yeah. and thank goodness." Like, just like, like that. lucky for me, I do understand. <laughs> it was just like, just like you read the article to find out why they're talking about that stuff. Like that, that that's the point of reading the article. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your argument is, I read the article, I don't understand what they're saying. Well, that's why you read it. But I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like like the fucking Mike Flores. Oh, and whoa, whoa. Don't get it. <laughs> Mike, Mike has some... Mike, like, Mike Flores has some really interesting concepts, but, like, whenever he tries to, like, put them to, like, actual, like... Oh, what's the term? Like, to actual, like, uh... Oh wow! I have no vocabulary. This is fantastic. Yeah, a great. practical use. Like it always just seems so wild. Like he'll try to explain this concept, and then he'll post this like deck list that just like makes your brain melt out your ear. Like it just doesn't make any sense why you would ever try and play this. And you know, like that's how he's like, oh yeah, and this is a perfect example of how this works. And it's like, but that deck doesn't work. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Quicken is the motherfucking truth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. Mine rot you on your draw step? What now? That's right. <laughs> ZZ, Jay is shielded from all this SCG premium stuff, or else he'd go crazy. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Mike, Mike said that uh, in his last article, he said, um, Quicken is the motherfucking truth. Like, yep. He actually puts motherfucking and says, you can quote me on this. Like, Make sure you quote me. <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, like V and other like good players are like, nope. <laughs> yeah, like, didn't Smitty say that he wanted to be like Mike Flores? Is V? No, Smitty. Oh, Smitty. Maybe. Like, Maybe, it... I guess. I can see. I can see kind of a parallel there. Yeah. I think that's the key. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a joke in there that's somewhere. <laughs> but you guys are just killing it. <laughs> Scott! Yes, sir. Did you talk about when you played Magic this week? I did. Oh, okay. Well, well what else is up, Scott? No, that's that. That's it. That's Scott, it. tell us what we can expect for the Man Enterprise Super Series. What can we expect from you? We can expect the oh, YouTube man. that you I'm, mentioned. I'm doing coverage. Fuck yeah, America. Are, are we going to have, like, constant updates on the Man of Deprived site? Like, no. Should somebody be sitting there mashing the F5 key? Or Go like... ahead. No. Okay. No. Um, so... So, so the plan is is that I'm actually going to be taking uh, furious notes during the games uh, yeah. on, my, on my note. So on my tablet, I'll be jotting them all down. And then as I get time in between rounds, I will, like, be writing up the actual in-match reports, because, like, I don't type like the normal people do, yeah. like KYT does. Classic example being... Okay, so... <laughs> Just uh, left me out there. Yeah, I, I was know, waiting for the, I was waiting for the, like, the <laughs> maniacal... Yeah, like last episode when he yeah. just, like, murdered it. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, 
I have the loudest keyboard <laughs> ever in life. It's like made of steel. Yeah. Wait, have you thought about like following like certain players around, like or you know, like doing like Twitter updates of like, is there like a team manager deprived for this or something like that? Like you know, like yeah, I I haven't actually committed or thought about doing any of that. I mean, the series is going to be good enough, and I think anything Scott will add will be a very much welcome plus. I know he'll do a great job. We don't have video coverage, so like seriously, we just I'm just trying to. Just trying to push push the game. I'm just going to push it a little bit. We're going to fly you out here and no. <laughs> yeah, video coverage costs like approximately a million dollars. Does it? Yep. <laughs> roughly, yeah, roughly. Approximately a million dollars? Yep, give or take. You know. But isn't it like at a Holiday Inn? Don't they have free Wi-Fi? <laughs> it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's the Wi-Fi that costs the million dollars. Yeah, it's the internet access, yeah. I work for a carrier. It's definitely the internet access that costs a million dollars. Well, what else is there? Oh, I don't know. The cameras, the setups, you know, Have all you that seen stuff. them? They use, like, little handy cams. Yeah, no, it's still expensive. Oh, come on. We can make, like, something, like, we can make something worthy. That's that's the other issue, is it has to be worthy. Like, if Chris if Lansdale not worth- is doing coverage of, like, events at his Newfie shop... Come on. Like if I can watch Chris Lansdale play magic yeah, well, at Disney you're, shop. You're not gonna you're not gonna get me to shame scoop into this dude. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think we just wanna we don't wanna put out something that looks like shit. I think when we finally have it, when the time is right, it's gonna look like really good. So Okay. Okay. That's fine. And and hopefully you maybe you can addition to be one of the commentators. That's right. Jeremy. Yeah. Out west. <laughs> God. Can you imagine Jeremy and Jay doing commentary on a fucking Oh my match? god, buddy. Seriously, we gotta make this happen, Jay. Okay. That, that would actually be pretty crazy. I know. I know. I, I think we need to make this happen. So I mean, Can we, we get Joby to tokens? <laughs> Joby? Oh man, like like the noob token that you just slide across. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, why don't I have noob tokens? I want some. I, I just always forget to make them. Yeah. Always. That saddens me. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta make some noob tokens. Some Jobin tokens. <laughs> it's hot. I don't yeah. know what's happening to, like, the rest of the Medina tokens. I mean, you 18 fans might have to buy them all or something. Well, you know yeah, what I was... Do you know what I was doing on them in, uh, in Calgary? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I, in, so I in, heard Cal- about it. in Calgary, I was just like writing the words "fired" and drawing like the big circle with the like with the line, no smoking the type no of thing. smoking circle on it. It was pretty funny. Everyone got a pretty good kick out of it. Yeah, and crossing out his face like with a big black X. <laughs> I didn't do that, but that sounds fun. Yeah. Also, yeah, when you when you get a face to face order, you got to ask Sal to write write "fired" and send you some Medina tokens. <laughs> Before I burn them all. <laughs> yeah. That's the key. It does suck, though, I realize. It sucks for Durf and, and Polish who put a lot of work into uh, yeah. the four-person token. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's still that, sweet. They still, yeah. like, they, the work's still cool. People still like that shit. And Jeremy's like, it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> Shut up, new guy. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. I just, awesome. I have to wait. As soon as I get my tokens, I can exit the game. Like that, that's oh, that's the thing. That's the line here. 
We're gonna have to wait extra long for that. Thing. Speaking of, like, where's the eighteen merch? Right. Yeah. Where's the merch. Even Heavy Meta has merch. What the they fuck? They have awesome merch. Brainstorm Brewery. They have awesome merch. Like, when I was at Vegas, I was like, why does it all? Why why do all of these podcasts have awesome merch? Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> I think we should put that out to like the listeners. Comment what type of merch do you want? Yeah, that would actually be pretty cool if they would like if they would actually buy T-shirts or. Yeah, um, people have said like, they would. Okay, make it happen. Let's, Let's make it happen, it. Peter. Let <laughs> us sell out. Come on, sell out. <laughs> That's the new guy's motto. That's awesome. All right. So what else? Well, that, I mean, we've been going for an hour and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. And Kyle wants to keep it short. I, I know what I was expecting is you guys, the typical troll email. Like, shut up, Kyle. But I didn't, I didn't see that. I was disappointed. Oh, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's good. <laughs> no, it's that Scott and Jay's job, usually. Get back Man. in the fucking dungeon. <laughs> Stupid Kyle garbage face. I just really can't wait to see him Saturday. I'm just going to give that man a big hug because he is he is one of the best people. He is. Ever, Absolutely. Ever met. Absolutely. So. Give him a little kiss on the cheek for me. Um, yeah, grab his butt. <laughs> Scott can do that. I don't, I don't think I'm going to... Smell his hair. Not going to kiss his butt. Not going to happen. Just give him a full oh, ball grip. No. I got one of those from Jay, and it is... Something else. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing. All right, Scott, you can end the show by reading tangents. Oh, oh yeah. Yay, thanks. I was waiting for that. All right. So we had a wicked comment this week. Tangent left one for us, and I absolutely had to read it. Um, all right, Tangent. This is for you, buddy. You call yourselves the A-Team, but you need to change your name to the Meh-Team. I think it was the May-Team, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's not a funny joke. It doesn't rhyme. Go ahead. Do your thing. You talk. <laughs> the same letters are there? A and Meh? No. It's not a funny joke. <laughs> it's funny visually. It's probably not funny audibly. I can understand your apprehension. Um, Scotty doesn't seem like he's ever played a game of magic, much less read an article. He rarely says anything relevant on the cast and is constantly derailing the show with non-magic related nonsense. His boring article series and Twitch TV streams should be renamed Repulsive Research. Not that anyone ever reads or watches it. Jay Boring Ass Boosh never has anything remotely interesting to say on the rare occasions that he says anything at all. He comes off as a really nice guy that wants to be friends with everyone, but who cares? He probably is the best magic player on the on the cast, but I wouldn't know it because every time he opens his mouth, it puts me to sleep. I would say that he should try to get a sense of humor, but he clearly wouldn't have a clue what that was. KYT, what's the deal with this loudmouth asshole? Does he ever shut up? Is he con- He's constantly going off on long-winded rants, trying to be funny, and never succeeds. It might help if he would constantly if he would stop constantly cutting people off and talking over everyone. He could also handle getting some leadership skills, so maybe he could do something with that blog that he calls a website. The new guy, whatever his name is, no one cares. Seal smooth he is not. This guy makes Smitty look like a saint. Talk about a total douchebag. The biggest mistake that the meh 
team ever made was bringing this guy on instead of the awesomeness that is Chris Lance. Wow. The all-new A-team is the worst. My advice is to get rid of all these chumps and put Lansdowne in the driver's seat flying solo. That would be the only way to salvage this debauchery of a show. Tangent was... Man, what a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, man, that was awesome. I, I definitely laughed when you wrote that. Me too. Yep, it was very, very good. I, I think, and with that, we'll, we'll see our list. Well, I'm not see, but I guess they'll listen to us next time, next week. Hopefully we saw like a million of you at the 5K in Toronto at the MBSS. It's going to be absolutely insane. Um, also, uh, inking deals to go and do gunslinging at... Uh, so, oh, I don't yeah. know if you guys remember... I don't remember. I don't know if you guys remember the old pre-releases, like the big ones that we used to do in like hotels, yeah. and there was like multiple flights in a day, like all the big regional pre-releases. Well, it looks like Kelly's bringing it back. Oh, what a boss! Like seriously, this guy is so good for for your community. Yeah. He so he's ba- so he's basically bringing back the big, huge fucking uh, pre-releases, getting together, doing it again, the same place where we're going to be at the. Uh, at the hotel this weekend primrose. and th- at the primrose the theros pre-release is going to be retarded maddie and i are both booked for gunslinging throughout the day so bring your like your pre-release decks and come battle and then we'll be gunslinging until three o'clock at which point at three o'clock maddie studios from heavy meta and i will become the bounty team for the two-headed uh, giant that's pretty good. sweet man as absurd as that right yeah, I'm pretty excited. That is so good. Yeah, that's wicked. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, pretty awesome. I am uh, pretty excited. I think it'll be wild and amazing. Yeah, yeah. So look forward to that, folks, because it's coming. That's so good. Yep. So uh, yeah. So we'll see most of you this weekend. Um, hopefully, there's uh, only a little bit of video about all the karaoke and stuff, and uh, we will check y'all later. Bye, guys. See you. Peace. <laughs>